Hey guys, welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted, the weekly dating podcast that covers the good, the bad and everything in between. Each week I'll be chatting to different guests about everything from dating and mental health, self-love, sexual empowerment and so much more. Trust me, you are not going to want to miss this. On today's episode, I am joined by the amazing Orsa Borv who founded Taylor Matched and Coach with Orsa. We chat all things sexual empowerment and also shares her top dating tips to live by. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted. So I'm really, really excited for this episode, actually. So why don't we just start things off with you telling me a little bit more about yourself, who you are, what you do and your platform? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Åsa uh, Borg. Uh, it's a very Swedish name, so even I find it difficult <laughs> to pronounce nowadays. So go with Åsa. <laughs> um, I am a matchmaker um, over at Taylor Matched, which I founded a few years ago. Uh, we're a thought leader in romantic and sexual compatibility. Um, so we match our members on overall compatibility, so life compatibility, as well as sexual preferences. Uh, so we're not saying that sex is more important than values and other things in life, but we're saying they're equally important and we're creating Absolutely. a platform for people to start to talk about it. Um, I'm also a coach. Uh, so I coach women and continue to attract women who are ready to step into their truth unapologetically and create deeply satisfying relationships with themselves and others. Um, and I'm also a speaker and blogger for the likes of Killing Kittens and Sondra and Beam and The Married wow. Club. So I'm all about sex positivity, female empowerment and really like stepping into your story. And I've been yeah, on quite absolutely. the journey around this and I'm sure we get into that. So in short, that's what I do. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, let's just jump into it straight away. So, you know, tell us about your journey, like how you started why you wanted to start doing this um and kind of where you are now and, and the steps you've taken to get there yeah so i have been on quite the journey over the last uh five to to six years um i used to be in a corporate career uh, in the rat race as i like to to yeah. refer to it as <laughs> um and i when i was 20 i set myself a 10-year target i was like okay when i'm 30 i want to earn eighty-five thousand pounds and i want to be an international sales director and on i went on my life mission to create this yeah <laughs> uh, i actually overachieved and the age of 29 i was the first female board director of one of the largest pi agencies in the country and um, wow. i was on a fig six-figure salary and i was a director but for a commercial team rather than sales team and i went along in my life thinking okay i've achieved everything that i wanted to achieve why do i feel so lonely why do i feel like my life um my love life in particular was just in you know uh, shattered um i didn't recognize the woman that i looked back at me in the mirror i had crossed my morals my boundaries i found myself to drink every day i often did drugs over the weekends you know i just didn't know who this person was and actually i yeah. found that i had neglected myself in the quest mm -hmm. for 
a financial reward really and I really yeah. realized and it's that. so easy to get caught up in that world I think as well like the corporate world and what you should and shouldn't be doing like I think it's really easy to do that yeah absolutely and I thought that you know this is what you do when you have these titles and when you earn this money then you know you should uh, drink champagne all the time which maybe yeah. people <laughs> listening going like that's amazing it is to yeah. an extent <laughs> to, an, to a beginning and every now and then but when it becomes your yeah. everyday life and you start to engage in activities and you surround yourself with people who you don't have a lot of things in common with and you feel like you can't be yourself. And through these years as well, I kind of told myself that anything female was bad. I had a very difficult relationship with a a healthy masculine because I kept Mm -hmm. attracting men that was um, not treating me in in, in nice ways, should we put it lightly. Um, And I also found that I had a troubled relationship with my feminine because I was kind of you know, told, not maybe directly, but kind of taught that being a female, you know, things are going to be hard for you in terms of accelerating your career in your chosen field. And I was Mm -hmm. like, why was I born a woman? You know, this is just bullshit. It's not, you know, it doesn't do me any good. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't do me any good. And (laughs) so with that, you know, of course, my romantic relationships, that was a real challenge because I couldn't, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know exactly what was important to me, attracted the wrong type of men, self-sabotaging, you know, myself and uh, relationships um, around me as well. And I was just left in a place where I was like, I have to get out of this and and so I yeah. did and um eventually And it's so interesting as well because I think a lot of people who will listen to this will just really relate but without realizing that they're doing it. Mm. You know, there might just be like that light bulb moment where I mean I'm sure for you, you just suddenly realized wait a minute this is just not me it's not who I want to become you know so it's hopefully people will be able to relate to that and then take the steps towards you know making their life better and and being more happy in themselves yeah absolutely and you know with the coaching that I do is all about as I mentioned around creating fulfilling relationships for ourselves and others it Mm -hmm. never comes with the you know let's look at your work life but more often than not women who work with me actually change um their career as well they decide to leave their job role yeah because it's you know how we show up in one way of ourselves is how we tend to show up in other areas of our life as well so if if we feel like we're not holding boundaries in our love life we probably are not holding boundaries in our work life either and the more we step into you know who are we what's important to us we start to look at all areas of our lives as well which um you know, is what it's all about, you know, who are we and what do we want and let's create that. Yeah, absolutely. So you talk about obviously, you know, your journey with, you know, discovering more about yourself and kind of taking that internally to, um, you know, basically make yourself happier and more fulfilled. And then you talk about obviously, you know, the sexual empowerment and the liberation Mm. side and everything like that. What was your journey with that? So I... Along my previous career, I also kind of told myself that in order to be successful, I had to really make myself small as the woman that I was. And, you know, sexual desires has no place in my life at all, Mm -hmm. because if I'm sexual or sensual in any shape or form, it is probably I'm going to be taken advantage of in one way or the other. So that was another kind of story that I started to develop. Um. Until I was around like 28, 29, so like again a similar time, and I thought the sexual encounters that I had and the sex that I had was often about pleasing them. 
I made a New Year's resolution uh, years ago around never faking an orgasm again because I was like, <laughs> why am I faking orgasms? It's what so is true, it? You know, but it's so true, and it's it's all you know. For a long time, it was about the pleasure of of the other person I was with and not myself. And I went on this um, a big thing for me is like saying yes to life and saying yes to opportunities that come your way. And one of them for me was to go to this random fitness retreat in Cyprus. I didn't know anyone. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I lived in the same house with some incredible women who were just, you know, shit hot at what they were doing in their career. And one of the women was like, yeah, and, you know, in my spare time, I'm a dominatrix. I was like, come again. I was like, you have this amazing career and you have an amazing sex life. What do you mean? Mm. You can be fulfilled in both areas. And she was like, Yeah, "Yeah, you can do both. (laughs) And I was like, This is amazing. So she started to introduce me to different communities, um, you know, such as Killing Kittens, who I now um, work with a lot, which I'm so deeply grateful for. And I started to take steps in what sexual like sexual um, empowerment and even pleasure looked like for me, really like take my power back, small, small steps. Um, And parallel with this as well, I felt that the men that I tended to meet was, I was either compatible with in the bedroom, but not in life or the other Mm -hmm. way around. So it was always this like, I felt like I always had to give up one side of myself. One or the other, yeah. Yeah, and the moment I decided that I'm not doing that anymore, then a lot of things started to fall into place. And eventually, you know, Taylor Mash was born and going through, you know, a huge journey of as I mentioned, like attracting the wrong type of men in my life, having unfulfilling sex life and unfulfilling, Mm -hmm. you know, a relationship with myself and crossing boundaries right, left and centre and having deeply, you know, a unhealthy relationship to now, you know, attracting love, like the deep love that I did not even know was uh, available to to human beings and, you know, in abundance and having healthy, strong boundaries. And I continue to create healthy um, connections you know everywhere I go and now I therefore teach this to to other women Mm -hmm. because you can do that. So with your teaching you know I mean you said you focus um, on on women primarily do you ever think you would branch out and have the coaching available for men because it's quite interesting because I found like with my research and looking at certain things it's it's tends to be you know men coach men and women coach women but I Mm. wonder whether or not it, it would be you know, interesting and worthwhile to have like that crossover where, you know, women can have that conversation with a man and in kind of you know, intertwine it in that way. Do you think that's something that would work or it's better to stick with with each side? Um, I think you're making such an important point and something that I do in workshops. So I run, you know, one to four workshops every month where it's mixed groups. So it's men and women in those groups. And I always create a safe space for men and women to share their experiences, for asking questions, you know, have a conversation with me or have a conversation with someone who turned up to the to the same workshop because it's so important to break Uh, you know outdated beliefs around men and women you know like this do this by actually talking so one of the ways in how we do this is through um, various workshops and up until last month I have uh, coached men so this is a very new thing for me to yeah Yeah, so I've coached men just focus primarily on women 
Yeah, because I've kind of gone, what are the milestones in my massive transformation in the last five years? And I can speak from the point of view of, of a woman. And I felt that for that reason, the program will become um, female only. Uh, but I am such a big advocate for men and women to be able to chat share and just listen and speak without fear of judgment, judgment you know? exactly yeah absolutely so with your different offerings and um, with tailor matched what can people come to you for and um, so we do um, matchmaking um, and we do coaching and we do events and okay. we also work with brand ambassadors so say that it's an area that um i so for example uh a man wants to um explore the power of coaching and at the moment i work with women only then we made tailored recommendations through our extensive network of people so we can go okay just tell me a little bit about what you are struggling with what are your challenges what would you love to create and then mm-hmm. we made tailor recommendation based on that so it's really uh, I think the name is very tailored and it's like hand-holding people, like holding space and hand-holding people through their own journey, be it through myself, through a brand ambassador, through mm-hmm. our extensive um, network as well. But the main things are matchmaking, events and coaching. Fantastic. Yeah. So taking it back to um, like the sexual confidence side and the the empowerment that you want to give women... What do you think that that means? And and somebody who's wanting to to start a journey or feels like they're, like you said, similar to you, where they were kind of, you know, they didn't have any boundaries. They felt like they weren't being fulfilled, like sexually, you know, for somebody that wants to start the journey, what advice would you give them? Like, where do you start? Mm. So uh, we always start with with ourselves. So the first advice is to really just take a moment to slow down from our busy lives that we are continuously creating and kind of the world tell us that we must do in order to actually feel not in our mind, but in our body what feels right to us. Uh, in terms of our pleasure, you know, what type of touch do you enjoy? How do you want to feel when it comes to sex as well? Do you want to feel, you know, powerful or do you want to feel powerless? And when we go into the feelings of sexual activity, we can then break down, okay, what type of activity would that look like? You can kind of go from there. And I often speak about when it comes to, you know, sexual exploration or boundaries or whatever it is to actually just take a moment and check in with your body. Um, Something that I speak about a lot is like, I'm guilty of the good girl syndrome. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. No worries. Yeah, Yeah. I can do that. Do you want to do this? Yes, yes, yes. You know, in the fear of saying no. And I guess it's like an abandonment fear within there as well, you know, for many, including myself. So it's to do that through touch. So uh, masturbation is something that I speak about, conscious uh, masturbation as well. I remember I had um, coffee with one of my friends um, a few um, years ago and when we first started to get to know each other and she was like oh by the way you know um, how do you masturbate and like what's the purpose of your masturbation I was like Sue I love that we're talking about these things I was like it's literally the first time I meet you we got um, we met you know a um, a person who was like you guys have to speak and she was so right and I said uh, what do you mean and she was like well do you do it because you feel stressed is it like relief of tension once you have masturbated do you kind of like get up and get going with your day or do you kind of like lie there and just really feel the sensation in your body and that was the first time I ever 
thought about the deeper pleasure that you can have through masturbation mm-hmm. and obviously that could be a given masturbation should equal pleasure but for yeah. me but that's, it was... that's really interesting though because I think a lot of people would equate that to sex so whether or not it's you know if you're watching porn or you're you know uh, having you know, a, a phone sex or, or different things like that so it's always about that and, and maybe including another person whether it's in person or over the phone or the internet or whatever mm. but I, I don't think many people equate like masturbation to actually something for yourself and whether it is yeah. a stress reliever or it helps you go to sleep or it's something that you need to do to get started on your day like not many people yeah. think about it in that way Mm. And, you know, to kickstart my journey all those years ago, what I did was to take a hiatus from men. Um, My play partners, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go off the grid because I Mm -hmm. didn't know what I did for others and what I did for myself. So the easiest way for me was to just like... Um, to say no to sex and men for mm-hmm. six months. Uh, yeah. which I think we probably is, all had a phase like that in our lives. <laughs> yeah, it's such an important phase. If you haven't yeah, already, definitely. do it. Um, <laughs> in order to kind of tune into ourselves, and it's something that I even did um, last year with my partner, I said, okay, for, for a month, I'm not going to make um, any noise in the bedroom. And he was like, okay, uh, just curious you know why would you want to to do that or what you know brought on these um thought and I was like I still don't know if I make noises for you or for me am I making the noises because it's like out of pleasure or is it still some element of Mm -hmm. that I feel like I want you to know you need to please the other person exactly so I was like so I don't know so it's a bit of an experiment and he was like okay, cool, you know, so so I always <laughs> continue to, to experiment and it's so important to go to ourselves first and something that could be simple as, you know, self-pleasure and like our rituals with ourselves on how we feel, like what type of touch feels good. It's kind of like, again, it's almost like a massage um, of ourselves in terms of mm-hmm. just, you know, um, running your fingers across, you know, your arms and your chest and your neck and the, you know, your back, your stomach, the side of your boobs, you know, really slow, like work down your body. And when I, when you think you go slow, always go slower. Uh, and do you see what type of touch, you know, do you enjoy? What areas in your body feels particularly good? You know, it's the better we know ourselves, the better we can then communicate this to, to others as well. And yeah. always ask yourself, how do I want to feel what type of activities does that look yeah that's so interesting and again I think a lot of people would assume that they can gain that knowledge from having sex with other people so you learn what you like and obviously that's one way of doing it you are always going to figure out what you like the more that you have sex but I think like you said it's so important to I think figure that out with yourself first because then you know and then you have your boundaries and you know exactly what you like what you don't like and then what you're willing to do and where you're willing to go with another partner once you get there Mm, exactly and something I speak about a lot is like you know get into a habit of speaking about sex before sex during sex and after sex Um, and a really good way to start this as well is doing um, like a yes no maybe list 
So the yes is like these sexual activities get a hell yes from me. The maybes are like, yeah, it's kind of been on my mind. However, I'm not sure. And the no's are like, that's a hell no for me. I don't want to ever go that. Yeah, it's a categorically no. Do not (laughs) even try. Um, And sometimes people can feel really overwhelmed with this list because, you know, the sexual menu is so vast. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, so um, that's a really good way to have a, you know, sexy date night with yourself. And if you're in a relationship and listening to this, then this is really beautiful to do together as well. And if you feel like you're not really sure on your sexual desires and fantasies, create the space for you to do this on your own first, because even with the people that we love, it can be little, you know, um, uh, tempting to kind of look at that sheet. Oh, what did they put? Oh my God, I was just going to put this on my yes. And they put that on the no. (gasps) What about if we, you know, it is all creating these things. It's like taking the time to start with you first. Yeah, absolutely. So actually on that subject, do you think that, so you think about sexual compatibility with somebody and it being that you both enjoy the, the same things and you get pleasure from the same things. Is that kind of like a black and white situation? You're either sexually compatible with somebody or you're not, or is that something that if you want to and you communicate with each other that you can grow together and and learn what each other likes in different ways yeah definitely I don't think it's as black and white are you into this are you not into that it's a yes and Mm. no if there are things that are vastly different and it's like this is a non-negotiable like a kink is a non-negotiable for me and the other person would never in the wildest dreams consider anything like that they've explored it it's a no you know they try to be curious it's a no you know that's a different thing it might be other things you have in in common but apart Mm. from that I always encourage people when I talk about sexual compatibility the first thing I always speak about is that you are both willing to understand that good sex is created and doesn't just happen so with that is through the communication of going again you know how do we want to feel um okay I want to feel you know um powerful okay so this is normally what I do and how do you Mm -hmm. feel about that they may go oh I'm not so sure all right is there anything else that you could consider exploring with me and it doesn't have to be like an interview stage where I go Sarah would you be really interested in this and you go no you know there could be things like um listen to a podcast together and go to a workshop together so one mm-hmm. of the workshops that we do run is around sexual negotiation which um, oh, can sound a bit <laughs> yes so this is again because it doesn't have to be as black or white but what we do always encourage is to have the conversation and get curious and be like okay yeah, yeah I could be into this but I think this is a little bit you know um that's um, out of my boundaries at the moment however I would be up for trying this you know always continue to to have a conversation um, about it. But it's yeah. like similarity in, in um, what we find sexy, you know, that's a preferred uh, thing when we're looking at sexual compatibility. So it's not too, too different. different. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. So outside of that, what other tips could you give to people who are in a relationship? So, you know, whether it's a man or a woman who are kind of looking to explore a bit more sexually or, you know, they don't really know where to start or maybe someone's really experienced and the other person's not experienced. Do you think, again, just like it's the communication or there, are there any sort of other tips or, or bits of advice that you can give people that might help them on that journey together? 
Yeah, so I know that talking about sexual desires can be very intimidating and we feel so very vulnerable um, in this conversation. So my tip is always to start talking about what is going well. So always go with like, what is going well, what we really enjoy, what we would love more um, uh, in our sex life. Mm -hmm. And I always encourage to have the conversation outside um, the bedroom and kind of like take inspiration wherever um you know where how it, however it comes into your life it could be you know me and my partner like the other month it was maybe yeah it feels like everything is the other month because these 12 months have been yeah. so surreal <laughs> but um anyway one weekend we went for a walk in shortage and uh they had this like new development um buildings uh and you know when they have these like you can just see envisage what the room is going to look yeah. like with like a, a beautiful view and we were walking past this and i kind of said to my partner i was like oh come back here i was like i would really want to be fucked up against those glass windows <laughs> you know one day in an in a sexy hotel he was like oh okay <laughs> yeah we can we can make that happen yeah. you know it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek yeah. it's like i literally worked with you know what happened doesn't have to be so serious that we sit you know, down on the kitchen table yeah, with pens and, like and papers and be like, yeah. Eh, yeah, exactly. So, you you know, you can be a little bit playful mm-hmm. in like, oh, I heard this today. Or I saw this today. And, you know, I've been really, um, yeah, it made me feel a certain way. And I wanted to share it with you. Would you like me to tell you what about it I find really hot? Um, to always work it into to a conversation. Um, when we talk about desires and fantasies, a tip that I always give couples is to make sure that your partner feel included. So one um, uh, sexual fantasy that comes up a lot is to have a threesome. So instead of going to your partner, you know, I would love to introduce, you know, it would be so hot to have another girl in the bedroom or another man in the bedroom is to go, you know, I would find it so hot you kissing another woman. Or I would find it so hot, you know, seeing um, seeing you and it's like two men in the in the room and this would make me feel X, Y, Z. So they feel included. So they don't start to feel like, oh, my God, you want to have sex with another yeah. person. <laughs> Do you not like me anymore? Yeah. Do you not find me hot? So always, you know, have a good way of how you can introduce them um, as well. And always invest in your in your love life. You know, sexual compatibility is never a done deal. Mm-hmm. Just because you were sexual compatible, you know, when you started dating, we all change and we all yeah, learn. Absolutely. And it's being, you know, always keep up the conversation and go to workshops, you know, be curious, mm-hmm. learn together, learn separately. Yeah. Um, so with, always, when yeah, it comes to, it. to fantasies, I always think that's actually a really interesting topic because obviously there are things that you know that you like, but you might perhaps mm-hmm. not be able to express as to why you like them. So for instance, like I think maybe for, for men, because um, obviously, I mean, women might as well, but I mean, I, I personally wasn't, but you know, men tend to, or when they're younger and are growing up and kind of exploring their sexuality, you know, watch a lot of porn and that they see things like that, um, or they see pictures mm. or whatever. So do you ever feel like they're getting these fantasies because of it's what they've seen and they think it looks good rather than it actually being genuinely what they want to do because it will make them feel a certain way? Yeah. So many of us are doing things that we think our partner wants us to do or what we should be doing and this is why I always say you know 
just uh, slow down and just check in with your body how this makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, when we're talking about BDSM or we're talking about Tantra, maybe from your head you're like, yeah, that's a really good idea. I would love to do that. But in your body, you may feel different. You may feel like a little bit nervous about it or you may feel like, oof, I just got a very sharp feeling across my chest when we talk about this. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not to judge. It's again to get curious. Okay, what is what is it? Is it because, you know, we've had an encounter earlier that didn't go well, we've heard some horror stories or we feel unsafe, you know. But yeah, to answer your question, so many people, um, you know, fulfill what we think are others' desires or we do what yeah. we think we should do. And there's so many outdated, you know, ways around this, like men should always initiate sex. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like something that we brought up thinking this yeah, is what it definitely. looks like. And, you yeah. know, as women, we kind of taught that if you do initiate sex, you know, you're a slut and that's shameful. You should not, you should not do this. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, like so the, the narrative just needs to be changed with that. And I think as well, like even from a, a woman's perspective and, you know, who wants, you know, if they want to have sex freely, you know, as a man does and has been doing for, you know, many, many years, completely without judgment, what have you. Whereas women are still kind of like under this microscope where if they do enjoy sex and they're having sex whenever they want with whoever they want like to do it with, that there is that negative stereotype, which I think is still such a shame. And I, you know, I am really passionate about it, but I'm just, you know, what else do you think we can do to change that and change that narrative? Mm. It is so important that when we go into conversation around sexual desires and fantasies is to really be aware of how we are showing up and how and what I mean by that is are we doing everything we can to create a safe Mm non-judgment zone for everyone involved in this conversation to freely be able to speak about their likes and their dislikes so that we don't shame anyone around. Um, one of my uh, industry colleagues, she talks about don't yuck anyone else's yum. Because, okay, you know, yeah. we all have this thing, I think, you know, I do for sure when we're talking about desires and, and fantasies. Oh, they're going to judge me. They're going to yeah. think I'm this, that and the other. Oh, my goodness, what are they going to think? So it's always up on ourselves in terms of creating a safe um free space for people to be who they are and speak about their desires freely and if i always have in mind about what is your experience like when you are with me mm-hmm. then i take responsibility for how i show up and how i make you feel you know to the to the best of the ability on how i can influence how you how i make you feel but it should always yeah. be about that i feel good and you feel good this is when you know incredible sex is created and when it happens and the more that we do this then uh, I spoke about this on Clubhouse last night about that it's like passing it forward if I show up in a way for myself and for you and you have a good experience you are more likely to then you know the next time you speak to someone you know you feel comfortable and you feel secure and you can provide a safe space for the next human being and you know uh, and they continue to pass it on as well so it's always what can we do differently? And if we feel like we are speaking to people on apps, for example, whereby I feel rushed, 
and mm-hmm. I feel like they're asking me for pictures and I'm not ready and you you know gently put it back in the corner saying no you know I'm not ready however you want to express that and they continue then it's also you know I would encourage to stop that conversation because yeah, if you definitely. feel rushed mm-hmm. it's not the right person for you and you know with online space you know it's uh, are they who they say you they are yeah, do we exactly. feel do we feel um safe in this conversation so if you yeah. feel rushed and you feel judged a you know you can call it out and it's even happening in relationships you know this happens between me and my partner from time to time mm-hmm. if i would uh open up about something and he you know maybe makes a joke it's you know it's a from the heart is a open and loving joke however because I have been working you know for weeks in order to say this thing now I feel a little bit judged and it's okay to say you know actually I shared this thing and I feel the way you responded was you know it made me feel xyz so you can always continue to have a conversation so take responsibility for how you show up and how you make other people feel so it's easy for them to step into this beautiful space that you create and the rewards are endless yeah Um, when it comes to a pleasure and connection yeah I think that's that's really really good advice actually and I think you know throughout everything that we've spoken about thus far is you know communication is key you know Mm. it's all you have to talk to people you have to open up and you have to let whether it's letting them know what you like or vice versa or like you just said if you feel uncomfortable you know it's I think so many people you know who might be afraid of confrontation and they don't want to cause an issue or you know I used to be very much like that in previous relationships is if something upset me I'd be like well is it worth the argument and you wouldn't say anything but then those Mm. then built up and then eventually you have like a massive argument which wouldn't have been that big if you just spoke about and had you know not just like arguments but just discussions about things that you might not agree on and and stuff like that and how they've maybe made you feel and vice versa so I think you know one of the key takeaways is just always talk to your partner and and make sure that you're on the same page yeah absolutely and as you say you know it can be a little thing that we go oh can't be bothered with you know potential backlash I'm just not gonna say anything and that can just continue to create like from a little splinter it can become like a massive wedge between you and your partner and partners and it's like you know a resentment in there and everything yeah you know that impacts your relationship and also it impacts your intimacy and Mm -hmm. you know your sex life as well and it can start with a little thing you don't think matters but over time and something that I say to people that I coach as well you know every time that we don't speak up for ourselves about something that we didn't agree with or our boundaries have been overstepped or we shared something very vulnerable and the way that was received was just not what we needed Every time we choose not to speak up about it, we're kind of sending ourselves a signal to the brain of going, you know, what you need and want is not important. Yeah. How other feel how other people feel are more important than yours. And again, it can start like a little little thing, but if you continue to do that, you know, yeah. year in. It just in, kind of like chips out. away at you, I think. Yeah. And you kind of that's when you, you know, if you have been in an unhappy relationship, that's when you kind of one day look at yourself and think I'm just not the person that I was when I first got into this because these little things have just chipped away over time without you really even realising it. And then things just, you know, and what I found actually in in a previous relationship is that the massive argument that we had was obviously in my head about lots of different things, but I think it stemmed from, you know, he put something in the dishwasher wrong 
or something like yes. that and it just like I just suddenly like exploded yeah, and I was flipped. just like oh <laughs> yeah. and it, but it was and he was literally just like oh my god like what is happening I don't know what's going on like what did I do wrong but it's that's why it's just so important because you just need to talk about all these things at the time and then it would never you know later on it's just not even an issue you know yeah absolutely and it's you know for uh you know no matter where you're on your dating and relationship journey it's always you know making sure that you feel that you're acknowledging your needs and why this is important so you can actually you know step up and talk about it yeah and something that we always encourage um couples to do and something that we do every month um we're quite like process driven people <laughs> um and every month we create i think it's like two three hours um on a on a sunday where we talk about our relationship so we call it um, this month's uh, relationship learnings um, so we have like a standard agenda whereby throughout the month you just continue to fill this in so it's like um, moments that filled you with joy the moment yeah. you felt most loved uh, things you appreciate things you would love to do more of things you would like to change and this mm -hmm. can go deeper into your um, intimacy and sex life as well how do we both feel that I as a person and, and you as my partner show up in these areas from kind of like a scale from one to 10 so it can feel quite nerve-wracking to do them <laughs> however what's more nerve-wracking I think is to you know as we're um talking about here is when you do not acknowledge it and over time it's least like massive explosion because mm -hmm. we put you know the forks up the wrong way yeah. around in the dishwasher <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> so it's like we would want to know you know from the earliest convenience if there is something that's not working for us mm -hmm. so we can talk about it and come up with a solution and for both of us to be heard and I think it's very easy in relationships as well or like in in dating with ourselves you know the relationship with ourselves we're always looking at what's not going well so like from a personal point of view you know I write a little journal um pretty much every day it was really good about it in January and February and this month yeah. somehow I, I slipped a little bit but um I make a conscious effort to every day write a little just a few notes about my day and mm -hmm. I have another diary about um uh what I did well and what I learned from the day and in my relationship we talk about what went well what did we learn what do we want to do more of so on every spectrum I do it as as me the the private uh, woman mm -hmm. that got nothing to do with my businesses and yeah. I do it as a businesswoman and I do it as um as a partner to my beautiful boyfriend yeah and so on every level it's like checking in with ourselves and then communicating that um and well, I think that's, do it, that's such a good get. idea because I think so many people think you know once you get into a relationship with someone you live a happy life together and you you know skip off together into the sunset but you know because <laughs> we're always evolving as different people it, I think actually, and I haven't ever really thought about it in this way but from what you've just said like it's so important to check in with each other and you know what is going right and what's going you know what we feel like we could work on and things like that because that's how you then develop and grow rather than mm. just drifting apart when you realize you know maybe the one person's done something wrong or, or vice versa so I think checking in like that I think is actually really really important Mm. yeah it's so beautiful to create that time and it also helps us to reflect you know what do I like and what do I not yeah. like so it's always coming back to ourselves um yeah it's, it's really beautiful and I would um 
yeah recommend uh, anyone and you know if you're not in a relation if you're not in a relationship yet it's still something that you can get used to hearing about and knowing that mm-hmm. you know some couples choose to um, operate in this way you can bring it into your relationship as well absolutely yeah so I think we've kind of touched on a few and you've kind of said a few um, tips you know for helping you know if you're just single or if you're in a in a relationship but in terms of dating what are your top dating tips for people so my top dating tip and this is maybe sounding cheesy people would have heard it again but you know you can always go deeper with these things is to be you know 100% yourself is coming back to you know what is important to you and what kind of traits and values are you looking for in your future partner mm-hmm. um so you know I started my journey way before I met my partner and people that I um, interact with who are in relationships, you know, they did the same. So what is it that we're looking for? Like what traits are really, really important? I knew that someone with good listening skills was very important that I felt like heard and I felt seen in a relationship. This was my top two things that I was looking for you know way beyond you know height and and physical looks and and all of that it's really you know how do I want to feel when I am with this person and what am I no longer allowing into my life so this became you know the easier with the boundaries as well so be yourself and I know that sometimes when people you know it's like the relationship I'm I'm uh, I'm in with my partner, you know, we uh, barely drink, you know, we don't eat meat, we're both into tantra, we're both into yoga, you know, it's a lot of things that some people would maybe be like, oh, but that feels like you're really eliminating a lot of people, and this mm-hmm. is often the fear, but it's ensuring that you are playing in the right pool of people for you, yeah. so the more specific you get, the fear might be like, am I ever going to meet someone who is like this, that, and the other, Well, the alternative is to go really broad and say yes to everything and you're losing yourself in the process. So be really, really clear about what's important. I ask of people to kind of like, you can just grab a paper if you're listening to this uh, or note it in your diary to do later. You can just write three columns, uh, what you would love to uh, finding a partner and having a relationship and how you want to feel. The next column is what you're no longer willing to put up with. So that's like, I always say it's a gold mine in every shit date you've ever been on <laughs> uh, or relationship for that matter. You know, <laughs> what are we no longer putting up with? And that goes in the column what we do not want. And then mm-hmm. you go over them again and see why are those things important to me and which ones are non-negotiables. So this becomes very clear um, as well about if we do have a list to kind of like go out there in the dating world then you know always when we talk about dating it's so important to bring the right energy to dating so it's again starting with you you know do you feel excited and turned on by your own life you know are you if you're saying that you want to meet a partner that's like emotionally available and they are really into traveling they're looking after their health they have a you know their career going for them you know we would love to have a family in the next few years it's also asking yourself like am i those things Mm -hmm. and it's not again to criticize it's to get curious to go where can i go deeper in my own journey you know and then the more we lean into this journey ourselves the more we tend to find like-minded people on a similar journey to ourselves Mm -hmm. um so 
don't leave it until doing certain things when we found you know the one start with these things now and then you're gonna continue to to meet like-minded people um around this as well and it becomes you know i've always been so in love with my life and i i understand that you know I started the podcast talking about a breakdown and, you know, I did have a breakdown and very quickly around, I was like, things are not, I don't recognize myself or who I am. I'm getting mm-hmm. out, you know, but until that point when I kind of was this oblivious, like, this is fun. Yeah, everything's yeah. going great. You know, I was always doing, I was taking, you know, I was traveling a lot. I was always going for like the type of flats that I wanted to um, have. I was wanted to go to, you know, gigs, cinemas, you know, whatever kept me going in life. That is what I did. Yeah. And I've done even more of that when I came into um, my current journey of really stepping into the woman that I am and going to workshops going to talks all these things so when I was single really easy for me to talk about interesting topics so I didn't do it because I was going to be interesting in dating I did it because it was important to me yeah and then in situations I could be like oh that's really interesting actually I read something about that or I went to a workshop and I didn't know the way they talked about half the time what did you Mm -hmm. feel you know whatever so it's always like how are you showing up in your own energy as well and are you you know it starts with um like self-confidence and self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves so we can kind of share that with someone else rather than waiting for someone to top us up yeah absolutely yeah and I'm a firm believer in that as well and it's you know i I know it's easier said than done in some cases, but I think, you know, I think so many people would have gone into a relationship because they're afraid of being by themselves or they're lonely or, you know, a number of different things. But then those relationships probably never went very well. They were probably quite toxic because you're kind of using that person to fill, you know, a hole, pardon the pun. But you know, you want them to, you know, complete you when really it is a case of, you know, you're putting yourself out there as a strong, confident, happy woman and you don't need anybody else, but you want them in your life. So I think that's the difference. Like nobody should ever need somebody. It's just you want someone to enhance your life and who you are, but not because you need you need that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and this is why I'm always um speaking about you know you would have heard me say like that was my story I developed a story is always being very aware about the storyline that you are creating for yourself around men around women around commitment around love you know as I'm saying those words and you're listening to this what how does those words make you feel feel, it's like my God, yeah, I want love, but now when she's talking about love, oh my God, commitment, you know, yeah. it could be, yeah. it could be, you know, whatever comes up for you and then you can go a little bit deeper, deeper you know, what do yeah. I make it mean about these things and what is my relationship, you know, for a long time, it's about challenging our beliefs as well about what type of person is available out there in the world, you know, for mm-hmm. a long time, I was like, men just do not like that I um have a career and that I'm making a lot of money and like men don't like that and then it was like me working on that story to go like is it true always or is it in my experience so far and when I started to um challenge that belief and knowing like I don't care what some people would feel for me it's important that this is the woman that I am I'm always driven in whatever chosen career that I'm creating for myself and therefore this is important to be with someone who can support me and cheer me on you know, that became a very important thing for me as well. So look at kind of your um, sponsoring thoughts to a thought. 
if we're talking about, you know, love, commitment, dating, men, yeah. women, you know, whatever, what, how do you feel as we're talking about these words? And mm-hmm. is it something that maybe holds you back from your inner story about exactly that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that has been so, so interesting. I've really, really enjoyed chatting about every single thing that we've just discussed. I think it's, you know, really eye opening. And I think it's, you know, will hopefully give people a bit of food for thought and, you know, and and people will be able to take a lot from this and hopefully, you know, realise what they want and start the journey with, you know, self-love and self-discovery and then be able to, Mm. to take that forth. So I think it's, yeah, it's been amazing. And what you do is, I think, fantastic. So I'm, uh, Uh, yeah I'm so pleased that you started doing it (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much yeah no but thank you so much for for having me and help uh, me share our voice and um, yeah I'm hoping that's um, helpful for for people and you know it's always I guess the final world is like once we start tuning into what's important to us just go and see like there will be a community for that it will be a Mm -hmm. workshop for that don't wait for nobody even friends you know, a lot of the things that I started doing, I did on my own because my friends was like, no, I don't want to go to that workshop and be naked in a room full of people. I was like, mm-hmm. why? Why though? But I did it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, years and years ago started my like tantra journey. Um, so yeah, so tune into what's important and just like lean into it and you will continue to meet a lot of people in a similar journey in the same boat as you. Absolutely. Well, just let everyone know where they can find you, your Instagram, website, everything. So um, the Taylor Matched uh, matchmaking agency where we run events is on uh, Taylor Matched. Um, and you can email us at hello at taylormatched.com. Um, the coaching side is called Coach with Orsa. Uh, and Orsa is A-S-A, uh, so it sounds a little bit different. So yeah, so go and follow us there. Um, on the coaching side, I'm sharing a lot about my journey, my learnings, tips and exercises. And the matchmaking side is all about workshops and events and um, really empowering you to uh, your sexual liberation and freedom. So yeah, we'd love to see you there. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, I will share all of that on my Instagram as well. But um, for anyone Thank listening, you. go check it out.